0: the star podcast this is lizzie and as always i'm here with angie and today we are talking uh, about the 12th episode of season one we're almost at the end and this episode of Skull stars and stripe part one. and then we'll get part two and then it'll be over and we'll cry probably not just after we'll i'm sure we'll cry next podcast so just prepare for that um there are feelings in this podcast probably not as much as in episode 11 and 10 because I don't think they could keep that up um but there are feelings here we promise we wanted to start this podcast with some a little bit of listener feedback we're still not getting like enough feedback guys that we can do like a whole big segment but we see your comments and mostly we reply on Twitter and we are going to read a very nice email that we got. But I just want to take a moment to sort of go through the Twitter account, especially to highlight someone who replies to us every week. Um, bless Brian, The best. Yes, bless you, Brian, at Enemy of the Shoe, which is a killer username, <laughs> I must say. It always makes me laugh. Um, Brian responds to us every week. We, we have a lot of Twitter conversations with him. And he did mention um, that regarding listener feedback, he's one of the people who has to wait until Tuesday nights to watch the episode. So the podcast comes out on Monday, and he might need Jakim Thunder's Thunderbolt to send his tweet into the path. Uh, you didn't because now we're here reading your tweets. Um, so, yes, uh, a couple of the comments we got regarding last episode which was a shining night quote-unquote even though Justin was barely around um Brian said that Courtney's dad is a total douche uh, and she knows it and she still gives him the locket that she's worn every day for the past 10 years which we talked extensively about this um we agree with you completely um there was um a comment from someone called rick samson that said i honestly did not think the show could get much better but tonight proved me wrong courtney now gets that her real dad is pat and the hug brought tears to my eyes yes same mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. andy
1: right i was i was we dehydrated were- from <laughs> the tears man
0: <laughs> exactly um there were a lot of gifts we got this week like like Courtney looking surprised and someone that Emma Stone gives that we use for everything, where she's crying and like eating ice (laughs) cream. cream. We feel that in our soul. Yeah. 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 We feel that in our soul. There was a lot of agreement this week about how Pat is really Courtney's dad. And we have been on this train since the pilot when this wasn't even a thing, guys. So we're glad you're joining us. Um, So, yeah, keep sending um, your tweets at us. We will do our best to respond and we will do our best to read some of them in the podcast. Uh, And then now Angie is going to read a beautiful email we got.
1: The most lovely of emails. But before I get into the email, I also want to shout out to one of our new followers who is Breck's mom. You can follow Breck's mom, who plays Courtney, at Mama. Um, She followed our podcast, so welcome. That's awesome. What an honor. (laughs) Also, that is another good username. Like, that's what she is, so bring it. Perfect. You know, I love a a username that really reflects the person. Boom. Done. Um, As for the email, our email came from Lindsay. Um, I think I'll just go ahead and read the whole thing because it's all very nice and i like hearing nice things so here we go <laughs> you angie and lizzie i love your guys's show i'm a late joiner i started on shiv part two episode eight this podcast has thrown me into a love for this and many others thank you ladies for giving me this new love you guys crush it can't wait for more Aww. episodes here we are another episode we're already fulfilling <laughs> what you want lindsay yes um Lizzie, I love what you said about the episode titles for Stargirl. They have me asking what's up, too. Brainwave and Brainwave Jr. should have totally been switched. The first being about Henry Jr. honing his powers and then his dad getting uh, back to evil. And the next, The Shining Knight wasn't the focus of that episode much either. Deadbeat Dad is good, which refers to um, how Lizzie and I were talking about how Deadbeat Dad would have been a more accurate episode title because that's basically all we talked about the previous episode. Uh, The email continues. Going into what Steve said, I love the idea of Mary being the staff. Kudos. So, this is from an email that we got last week about like Mary the gimmick girl spirit being in the staff, which is which Lizzie and I thought was pretty cool. Um, the email goes on also to feel that theory the staff was so intent on getting to the hospital when Doran arrived to try and restore Henry's mind. What if once again Mary was trying to save Henry Sr.'s mind? Oh, what if? That would make that even worse. Right? <laughs> I already have enough feels, Lindsay. That would that would make me cry even more. Um, email continues. Angie, I just want to say first how much I enjoy your humor and character on this show. One-liners like, if I don't see a high school dance, or have you seen this blonde girl? She's star girl. Along with many others had me laughing. I'm also a huge journal and note taker, so I feel you. Why is no one being like, okay, Dragon King isn't one immortal, two sword wielding, three lizard? Dope, check. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm glad you're entertained, Lindsay, because this is just, this is honestly how I talk. Lizzie has met me in person, and this is just, this is yeah. me. This is me, GIF. Back um, yeah. the Anyone- email.
0: And we laugh a lot in this podcast. I edit. Sometimes I edit a lot of the laughs out. Because there are moments. (laughs) It's like a minute of laughing. Like I don't think our listeners need that. So let's just cut it to 10 seconds.
1: You know what? We have a good time. And we're proud of that. Um, The email then talks about Mike. My dudes. What's up with him? This show already has so much going on. Not to give Mike his quote legacy jordan even brought it up on screen oh jordan even brought it up with concern uh the main supervillain knows mike is a threat man excited to see where the writers go with him the scene when courtney walks away from sam into the house and pat is there he just tells her to do whatever she needs and he'll be whatever she needs then when she breaks down and hugs him breck and luke bravo yes bravo indeed Tears streaming down my face. I needed a good cry that day. I appreciate you ladies being the amazing people you are. This podcast is great, and I can't wait for more episodes. Stargirl Season 1 has quite an end ahead. I'm excited to see the direction we follow these next two episodes into Season 2. Till next week. Sincerely, Lindsay from Denver, Colorado. Again, that was just a beautiful email, Lindsay. Uh, yes. Lizzie and I... Very much appreciate that you took the time out of your day and time away from your crying over um, Courtney and Pat to send us that lovely email. So thank you so much. So Lizzie, um, about this episode, I want to say that this was the first time we got a previously on segment. Do you remember any other episodes that had this? No, I, I now that you mentioned it,
0: I that wasn't even a note that I took. But yeah. yeah. I think, I think it's probably because they needed us to remember some things. Like when you get to episode 12, maybe you don't trust your viewers <laughs> to remember everything they need to remember <laughs> to get to this point and valid. Not everyone is like right. doing one hour podcasts about it.
1: That's true. Cause when I was watching, I was like, I already know all this stuff, but then I realized <laughs> I take like extensive notes every time I watch and the average viewer is probably not that dedicated as we are. So, yeah, the previously on segment, probably necessary to bring up certain things. Um, What did you want to talk about first? I want to
0: talk about really literally the feeling of the first 15 to 20 minutes because I was stressed. I
1: was so stressed out.
0: God, like when they were going after Barbara and Pat at the same time um, and then, like I know Courtney was generally in the vicinity of Barbara but she wasn't there when Tigers got there and I was like, and then Sportsmaster, who by the way is just hilarious it's super hard to hate him, I want to but it's super hard but I got close because he hid my boy Pat and that <laughs> hurt me
1: I was Well, I was very stressed out because we know Pat doesn't have super strength, super anything, right? He just has, like, super adorable dad vibes. That's his superpower. And you would think that, like, obviously he had to have had some training if he's in all of these superhero groups. But what happens when he's not right next to Starman or he's not inside his Stripe robot? He's so vulnerable so that's why i was so stressed out i was like this is not gonna go well at all but i also like kudos to neil hopkins the actor who plays sportsmaster the way he was like goading him in those fight scenes was like really well done like as much as i want to dislike sportsmaster i really can't i just find him and tigris just so Entertaining, and again, I just want them to be my parents. Like, well done.
0: <laughs> yes, I mean, he. It, it was super funny, but the, there was a level. Like after that, the episode kind of got normal. But the the first yeah, I don't know, fifteen minutes. I was super stressed, and then the thing with Pat, what didn't help? Like, I was already worried about Pat, and that Mike was around did not help because Mike also does not. Have- have power so I was like there are too many people without powers that I'm worried about here where are the people with powers like I have never in my entire life wanted to see Rick more I was like Rick please my like just please let's
1: drop by randomly and I know
0: right and I know it would have been a bad, bad idea like I was telling myself like Rick shouldn't drop by now because if he uses the hour man we have to wait 24 hours for, like if he uses the hourglass Um, But but I was desperate for nothing to happen to Pat. And I guess he he survived, but he got his ass handed to him.
1: Oh, for sure. That was difficult to watch. I'm really rooting for him to just, like, do some next-level tech work. Like, he needs to have, like, that Tony Stark sort of tech where, like, he can get Stripe to activate and, like, form around his body or something. Because he cannot take that kind of beating at his age. He is a dad. Like, it takes him a while to recover, you know? Like, we can't have him get his butt kicked by Sportsmaster all the time. It just can't happen.
0: But, you know, now that you bring that up, you know what I thought? I thought they were setting it up so somehow Mike was going to be the one doing something like that because this episode seemed to be set up for the next generation all around. Mm -hmm. Um, We lost the Fiddler. I'm mentioning it now because i don't think we care enough to really make a big deal out of it but she's gone bye we won't miss you we saw her son really for the first time in an extended capacity um and i guess we better get used to him because the violin was right there and then we got fiddler 2.0 like the next generation that's coming in season two I, i bet um but they they seem to be setting up mike uh for me especially with the part where he was like um, my dad doesn't have powers either and he did this amazing thing so maybe that's what I can do mm-hmm. um, and really stepped up this episode like I know they should have told him before but I've, I have really like that even when characters don't do the things they're supposed to do at the time they're supposed to do it this family does not really keep grudges Um, Even Barbara got over her thing with Pat, like not completely, but more than I expected quickly. Mike wasn't really like, oh, you should have told me you were a superhero before, which they should have, um, because there wasn't time for that. Um, Everyone was just like, well, now what do we do? Um, But I appreciate that Pat. I also appreciate that Pat wasn't going to take his kid to whatever cabin without telling him. And then I appreciate power tools more than I ever thought
1: I would. I know. Who would have thought? Uh, going back to Mike, I like that he was a little bit jealous of Courtney, but way less so in the comics. He, Mike is not a very likable character in the Stargirl comics. Right. So I like that there was like a hint to that. It was more like a longing. Like he just like wishes he was special and like, don't we all? Right. And Courtney gives him permission to pick up the staff, and, like, the fact that he, like, waited for permission, I also really enjoyed. Um, The thing about, like, maybe one day I could do something like that with the JSA is, like, an obvious hint about Mike's future, but then I kind of went into a spiral because, like, usually these, like, younger generations are stepping up when the older generations die. Don't, don't, don't. Right? Uh-uh.
0: No, uh-uh. So, you, well... Luke i already down. said he was coming back for season two.
1: No. I know season two, but I'm thinking like way, like if we think way later, like season four or season five stuff, like if they really want to break our hearts, we could have the Mike Ascendants and something happening to Pat. I obviously do not want that to happen at all. Uh-huh. Um, but that's like where my brain went. So that's again, why I was so stressed out this episode, because I am so protective <laughs> Over Pat Dugan.
0: Now you said it, and now it's going to happen. You, nope,
1: doomed, it better you doomed us. No. <laughs> oh,
0: actually, now that you, you were bringing up the Mike thing, I am I sort of like and I sort of think this, the setup for Mike is pretty much the same as the setup was for Courtney next episode. He's going to realize that he doesn't need powers. Um, to He doesn't need the staff. Just like mm-hmm. Courtney needed to realize that she didn't need to be Starman's kid. Uh, Mike can probably can be a superhero without the superpowers. There's pad to prove that he can. Um, so um, I think that's sort of Mike's journey. I think it is set up for season two. Obviously, that's what they were doing. Um, but I like that they sort of started to bring this team. The team is now bigger. Barbara is in it. Um, Mike is in it, and they were all together like, these kids don't have parents. No one was like, but why are you running away in the middle of the night? (laughs) Okay, fine. Like, I mean, I get Rick being able to run out because I don't even think his uncle cares. But
1: Beth. Like, I thought her parents had like a GPS on her. I don't know. <laughs> or Yolanda, too. Like, isn't she still grounded? How is she there? I don't know. I asked this last week. Like, if she's not grounded anymore, are the parents like happy
0: now? I don't know. Who knows? Um, yeah. And then uh, they should have, I mean, I get it. It's 13 episodes. You feel like you don't have time for these things. But these are the little things where maybe the episodes being a little longer on DC Universe would have helped fill those like little things that we're asking for. Um, but still, like I think the cabin and the scenes that we got there, I would have liked more bonding. But we got to see Rick smile. He oh I wrote that down. Legitimately smiled me too. I Ooh, wrote, you down, know I wrote I, that down. I, I I was like, but I didn't even know he knew how to smile. Like that <laughs> big. It was beautiful. Like I mean, I wanted much more from Rick,
1: but even that is
0: a lot of character growth.
1: Yeah, I liked also how when they first arrived at the cabin, the girls had a group hug and like Rick was kind of just like off to the side and he was like, hey, court, (laughs) like he's such a cool dude. But then when he solves the journal, he's just like so happy. So I like those other, you know, he's not just angry anymore. You know, right. we're getting some growth out of our boy, and hopefully we get more of that now that he solved the journal, and we can have more of that play out in the next episode, too.
0: Right, and I also, I mean, he solved the journal. Um, I think it's too easy. I, I I, don't imagine that was the only thing that Rex wrote in the journal. He might have solved some part of the journal. Um, I, I... I would like to believe that the journal is a plot point that they will continue to bring. Because if that was Mm -hmm. all that was in the journal, I'll be a little disappointed. Not even like just in case my son finds this. I don't know. Something emotional. I need something emotional from the dad.
1: Whenever he was like, whenever he had that journal open with like that page where he was trying to input the number, that was like midway through. Okay. Like that journal was not at the end of the journal. So I'm sure there's, like, way more. Like, it could be, like, a like a thread throughout the season is that there's, like, more coming out of the journal. And, yeah, ooh, that'd be really cool. I hope they do do that. We yeah. should write for this show, Lizzie.
0: <laughs> we should. Um, but the show, like, I'm going to give the show credit. There are little things the show does really well, even though there are other things that we would like. Like, I really like that they had Cindy's, Scream. Um, Cindy screaming in the background has been my favorite thing. Like <laughs> it could be, it could be like like YouTube, like little videos from the episode, and it would be like Cindy narrating the episode from herself. Like Absolutely. she is so funny, and the the conversation she had with Brainwave. Like you can see she got to him.
1: Yeah. Also, you can see that she's not at all like phased by the news that Henry Jr. died because I'm assuming when. Henry Sr. told her that was, like, the first she heard of it, right? Because it's not like her dad's going to, like, right. let her know what's going on because her dad's one that locked her up in there anyway. So I'm like, I don't know if redemption could potentially be in the cards for shifts, and she seems to have, like, zero empathy. I think she's just going to be, like, I think she's always going to be positioned to be the exact opposite of Courtney.
0: Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot of emotion, but there was a moment there where she sort of try to defend Henry, or his memory at least. Or yeah. at least use him to get to his dad. Um, because that was her power move. Um, and I appreciate her for what she is. I don't really need her. Or I'm not sure I would believe her redemption from her. Um, that's who, that's not what I want from her. Um, I mean, but I enjoy her more than I enjoy Brainwave, who is just like a wet blanket. <sighs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Jordan has become another wet blanket. Like, he was more interesting when there was some nuance to him. Now he's all, like, evil. Uh, okay, you're not funny anymore. Um, yeah. So, like, I'm sorry. You can both die, and the next generation can take over um, and be more interesting. Um, yes.
1: Yeah, I think um, the older... Uh, villains are less interesting to me now, except for Sportsmaster and yes. Tigress. Never uh, get rid of them, please. Do not. Um, I want to go back and talk just briefly about how Tigress just kills the principal after she calls her a wild and unfit mother. I freaking love that, but not not because of the death. I mean, that sounds bad. I like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not a psychopath. Um, I like the idea behind it or like the conversation that can happen out of it because like I love how they're both villains. Yeah, one villain's trying to school another on how to like better parent your child and like women in particular are constantly criticized about children in general whether they have them or not because women are always like judged on their ability to be nurturing and we know that Sportsmaster and Tigress like clearly care about Artemis and whether they're giving her good care, but just like in their own way. So Tigress was not having any criticism. She's like, "Nah, I care about my daughter. This is BS. And then she, just, she just straight up killed the principal. I thought that it would have just been like a wounding shot. I wasn't expecting the principal to full on die, but I mean, it's another character that we didn't really know all that well that's setting up more of this idea of like legacy and birthright. It's obviously the only reason why we got that scene with her kid who was crying um, over his jacket. And we again got another like legacy kind of thing, like obviously with Mike too, but they talked about Cameron in this episode, which I wanted to briefly talk about. Because Grandpa McKenna, he says that, like, Cameron has a birthright to all of this. And Grandma says it's time to tell him who his family really is. And I'm like, why are they teasing this out so long, right? Because we haven't seen this boy in, like, a handful of episodes.
0: He's going to be the big bad of season two. or Like, I'm, I'm sure. Sh- like this is this is what's gonna happen in the final episode and if it doesn't come yell at me but i think icicle's (laughs) gonna die and then the grandparents are gonna be like hello my boy come we're gonna tell you about this evil woman who killed your dad and then they're gonna feed him the story of corny being bad and pretending she's a superhero um or something like that it's just it makes so much sense for them to do it that i just can't get it out of my head because they they've they've been teasing it so much um so i i think and then they've been teasing like you said the legacy and then setting up all the kids to sort of be the the villains of season and season two and we knew the isa assets to could not be the villain of season one two three four you know it, Mm -hmm. it, it never made sense um the only thing is I would hope they don't get rid of Sportsmaster and Tigris. Not just because <laughs> I love them. No, no, wait. I had a good reason
1: behind okay, it. Okay, sorry.
0: It's not just that I love them, which I do. It's that there's a more interesting story to be told there with their daughter. Because in some rounds of the comic, she is not a villain. Mm-hmm. So it'd be more interesting than Cameron, who right now seems destined to be Icicle Junior and not in a good way, or the new fiddler who like I don't think that kid's gonna be like ooh maybe I should be a hero instead of a super villain like he doesn't seem the type. <laughs> so and then Henry Junior is gone. So we need a character to turn good even though they should be evil, and we only have really one option at this point. So that makes Sportsmaster and Tigress more interesting, alive, and there. If their daughter is going
1: to turn. I 100% agree. And to add to that. I would love to see more Stella Smith. On this show in general. Like her. The like little scenes that we got. Of Artemis were so great. So if we got more of that. And more conflict. With her parents. Who are already super engaging characters. That would be great season 2. Material for sure. Yeah, um, I agree. did agree. You- Did you want to talk about the new constitution? Oh, God. (laughs) So, I don't remember what episode this was, but it was a couple of episodes ago where I told Lizzie on air, I was like, you know, there's this whole thing about, like, how... Jordan's wife died because of like pollution or something do you think there's going to be like a poison <laughs> ivy esque villain like sort of green message behind the show and Lizzie kind of laughed at me and she was like no nah, I don't think so and here we are
0: <laughs> here we are I laughed so much when I was watching that I was like and when the kids I mean it was a little bit of an in joke and a political joke but even the kids when Courtney was like wait that's good, right? Why is that bad? <laughs> like, uh, and then they were like, uh, "This sounds actually very good. Why are we fighting these people?" And then, of course, we found out because that because for them to get that, like, like at least twenty-five million people would have to die. And then you're like, "Oh, I get what's happening." Uh, okay. Have. Yes. Yeah. Uh,
1: universal healthcare is a lot more feasible with twenty-five million less people. I guess that was like part of their calculations. For right. this plan, um, I liked how they also said eliminate discrimination. So they were like, okay, <laughs> we're going to handle, we're going to really embrace solar and wind. Also, no discrimination. We're getting rid of that. Also, everyone gets healthcare. And Rick's like, are we sure they're the bad guys? And I think we were <laughs> all thinking that. Right. And he asks,
0: bad. Because Pat's the <laughs> adult in charge. Uh, it's like Pat, are you sure? Like <laughs> I, I thought that was super funny the way they framed that. Um, the little moments I, I think Rick and Pat have really formed a bond. Like little by little, little moments here and there. Um, you are going to think that Rick has never had a parental figure. Like at the end, yeah. Pat will be the parental figure for twenty million kids. Like everything, every little new kid that comes into the J- JSA. Is- like here's our dad he's mm-hmm. all about it's okay the viewers the kids in the JSA everyone Pat's everyone's dad um but yeah it, it sort of felt funny from the moment where Pat was the one that helped Rick crack the code to then Rick asking sort of like Pat are you sure we're like doing the right thing like Pat was his dad it's like okay mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah. And- and I think they're setting Barbara up to be, like, the group mom, too. Because um, she gets in on the action. She's not being left at home to take care of the dog. That's Mike's duty. Oh, uh, Beth I'll... and Barbara, you know, I li- I liked that pair a lot. Because you, yeah. you pointed this out before that Beth gets paired with Rick a lot. And I was kind of getting a little tired. Like, we needed Beth to have, like, more growth with other characters. So I liked that. She and Barbara went to, like, hack the American Dream p- building. Um, obviously, it didn't go that well. But I thought that that was cool that Barbara is also getting more playtime. And Beth is getting more playtime. Like, I am all about that.
0: Right. Like, the thing of, about pairing Beth always with Rick is that it benefits him more than her. Like, she right. is the one, like, like, the voice of reason. And uh, we get that Rick needs that. But that doesn't really help... Beth's character and this pairing with Barbara did more and then there's that hilarious conversation that happens when Pat's all like no Barbara I don't want you to be in danger and she's like but you'll let a 15 year old go (laughs) and Beth's all like well I'll be 16 in May like all (laughs) kids say like that helps like you really should have you think that's helpful but it's really not like no 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 shh
1: No, I don't know. I think I do a Disney reference now every episode, but it's very much that like Ariel line, like I'm 16, daddy. I'm not a child. (laughs) Right? And you're like, yes, you are a child. Yes. Right? But it's also the
0: same energy of Peter Parker telling Tony Stark, uh, like argued about how old he is. Like I shouldn't have brought a fifteen-year-old. He's like I'm sixteen. It's like uh, yeah, <laughs> sixteen is very help.
1: important. Yeah,
0: <laughs> like you think sixteen is grown up, but it's not. <laughs> so, nope. um, uh, but yeah, like there are. I think before we get into the big ending because there's a lot to say about the big ending there are a few a few things i wrote down in my notes that we haven't gotten to first that um sir justin brought kfc yes like like, okay thank you (laughs) (laughs) thank you sir justin (laughs) oh my god a good family meal KFC, (laughs) and no one ate it
1: Uh, no they just like kind of schlepped the bags around you didn't see anyone eating no fried chicken
0: no, rick had the the plate right there he didn't touch it joanda was like pretending she was eating but she wasn't we never saw Beth. Uh, i mean I, I assume mike ate it at all because um you saw barbara putting like <laughs> dishes on the dishwasher or something so Thank i true. assume someone ate it must have been mike because everyone else was too worried about something else
1: very true um,
0: i also like that moment i i I know it's a little thing, but I would have liked more of a family reunion, like more of a little bit of a hug, more of a comment of, Pat got his ass handed to him and no one Mm -hmm. said anything. It's like, who? What happened to you? Nothing. Or Barbara had, like, a big bruise. No one said anything. Um, I know sometimes they don't have time, but I would have liked that.
1: I know. um, If we think about, like, how Barbara got that, like, bruise on her face, I thought it was a really cool detail that the staff kept trying to save Barbara whenever she would, like, fall yeah, over. Like, yes. that, that whole, like, we talked about fight choreography on the show already, but again, just, like, another example of fantastic fight choreography and effects with the staff. Like, mwah, chef's kiss all around. Right.
0: Especially because, I mean, the staff is all really alive, so all of that must be hard to fill. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it, I I think this show I mean we're 12 episodes and I think we can say that it has the best fight choreography of DC TV
1: shows oh, yeah. and I think by far
0: I don't think we're even close to whoever second place
1: could be I I can't even think of an example um, did, did you write in your notes that the machine looks like Cerebro I did <laughs> <laughs> like God. seriously like, The walkway leading to like the circle with the chair in the middle like all that was missing was that helmet that professor x puts over his head like that was the only thing missing
0: yeah i actually wrote down that dragon king could get sued for (laughs) stealing this idea because come on dude are you supposed to be like a genius or what
1: I know.
0: Um, We've seen this one before. And also, did you notice that Chuck can now tell when someone is lying? Yes. Chuck, where was this before? Where was that's this gonna energy That's going to come back before? later. Right. Yeah, be that's for win. sure.
1: Yeah. So,
0: But we would have re- really liked this wow. energy before Chuck. Like, I, I know. know. Like, uh, Chuck, just don't do this just when it's convenient. Um, And can we talk a little bit about Barbara and and how they didn't they didn't just fix it um, but they left them in a sort of good place going into the final battle
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the whole like are we going to be okay and Barbara says I want to be yeah
0: I want yeah. This to be or something like that yeah it's super nice because I think it's real like for her to be promised like oh yeah everything's fine they haven't even had a chance to really talk about it Mm -mm. So that's not realistic, but she understands now more of that. She asked the question she wanted to ask, which was, why didn't you tell me? Pat told her, like, I thought this was behind me. I didn't think it was going to come up again. So I didn't think I had to tell you about this because it was dangerous. And it's sort of more understandable when he says that, like, this was behind me that when superheroes are like, oh, I just wanted to protect you from the thing I'm doing every day.
1: Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um I think what matters here is that they're both willing to try or like it seems like they're both willing to put in the effort of rehabilitating that relationship a little bit more. At least that's how I was reading that conversation. That's how it read to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. And I I really like that with I mean, they they're the only romance we've seen, really, and it's been such a breath of fresh air to see them handle this to see them handle adults like adults and then kids like Mm -hmm. kids Um, I don't mind when kids make like even though I we have made fun of Courtney repeatedly she is a teenager Mm -hmm. Um, so some of the teenager mistakes are not something we mind as much because teenagers be teenagers Um, and adults are adults and they're they're handling that well Um, and then you, you factor into that, the crazy plan, and then, you know, the crazy plan that ended this episode
1: with a pig. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, did we talk about, I'm pretty sure, we recorded season zero so long ago now, that that final scene... There is a version of that scene in the comics where um, there is this, like, machine that, like, brainwashes people. But I believe it's the reverse in the comics, right? Where it's Courtney that's that's affected and goes after Pat. And Pat has to be the one to, like, talk her down and, like, make her remember who he I, is. Right. right.
0: That's Yeah. That, that's what I remember. Um, that's what I was trying to equate it to. Um, that's line because, um, we know sort of like from pictures and like the little snippets that we've seen from the, the final episode that Pat and Sir Justin are going to be fighting with them at some point. So they can't be brainwashed the entire episode. <laughs> um, so we got like what, 15 or 20 minutes for the kids to sort of figure out what's going on. And then, um, 15 or, like, 20 minutes at the end for them to
1: fight and then get Pat and Sir Justin back? Lizzie, I just had a thought. Oh, my God. What if that's how we get Courtney calling him dad is because (sighs) she's trying to talk him back out of, like, that brainwashing, and she says something in the lines of, like, you have to remember me. Like, you're my dad. I always thought you were my dad. I need you, or, like, something like that. How much would you cry if that was that, that was the reason you need to just like stop i can't i'm sorry i'm cannot sorry. even go.
0: process i will log because... off
1: right now goodbye
0: <laughs> you need to because that's just not fair not fair uh, oh. like what if she's like oh and then i mean i can see an emotional response being needed to sort of snap a pat out of it um, but what are they going to do with Sir Justin? Have you thought of it? Because there's no emotion.
1: No idea. Unless, like, maybe the fact that his brain is shut down, it can, like, reboot because he had so much stuff done to his brain already. Like, maybe it'll be, like, clearing the cookies out of your browser. Like Yeah. Maybe,
0: maybe, maybe, maybe it'll be good for him. Maybe he's like, oh, now I remember everything. Yeah. Good. Um, I mean, I hope so. Um, because dude's been having a rough whatever few years that he's had. So, yeah. I mean, I... Sir Justin seems... Almost, I'm going to be mean here. He seems uh-huh. sort of like a disposable character. Like, I'm not at all mad that he's there, but he doesn't seem like the character who's going to stick around for long. And if he survives this season... Um, because, I mean, they already killed Henry Jr., so I'm not really expecting, like, another big death in the finale, mm-hmm. though. Who knows? He he seems like the kind of character that you lose at some point in season two, and you're like, oh, when you start to really love him, then you mm-hmm. buy, and you're like, oh, okay, that sucks.
1: Yeah, his role so far seems to be more of, like, Comic relief because he brings the KFC and then he's like trying to help Rick, and he's like, mm, I'm gonna clean the bathroom. <laughs> right. Which was, I like laughed out loud during that line. That was, that was great because like Rick was really stressed trying to get that journal solved, which like made me as a viewer stress because it seems like a lot was riding on poor Rick. So that, that was a good comic relief. And I think you're right. Like, as far as his role, Moving forward, I I don't see much of what else he's gonna do here. I mean, yeah, and then
0: the joke of the seven soldiers of victory being eight is old already. So, I mean, yeah. I I I really do think that he is probably gonna be someone we lose sooner rather than later. Hopefully, not not next episode because I don't think it would have enough impact. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't we just don't love him enough um so if we're gonna lose people next episode let it be brainwave I mean look brainwave is easy like the something they can do something to the machine if they manage to do something to the machine that sort of short circuits his brain I'll be fine with Yep,
1: that's perfect
0: perfect way to go and then and then icicle like Courtney needs to kill him because that's if we're gonna have uh Villain origin story for Cameron that's just what gotta happen, or at least
1: oh, yeah,
0: or at least he's gonna think that's what happened. Like, Mm -hmm. he doesn't necessarily have to do it, but he's gonna think that that's what happened. So, Mm. oh, yes. So, I mean, if that's the two people we lose next episode, where do I sign?
1: (laughs) We're down for this,
0: (laughs) right? Um uh angie already killed us with the idea that we're gonna get pat back with an emotional speech from courtney if this happens a lot of crying next episode yes. <laughs> just
1: start drinking extra water now so your body is fully hydrated going into the final episode
0: yes that exactly what angie said Um, and I think, I mean, I think this episode was a little bit of setup, so, um, I think we're pretty much done discussing the setup for our pain. Yeah, that sounds so bleak. (laughs) I mean, but it's the season finale, and everyone, half the people on the the team are brainwashed, like, it ended just when Pat, like, I hope Pat didn't connect, because Courtney also doesn't have superpowers, okay? She Mm. has the staff, so yes um and i just it ended really badly which we expected we said it but it still sucks to wash
1: it does and i hope we get another nice email or something to help ease the pain right (laughs) of our dehydration and depression
0: wink wink we hope you make us (laughs) feel better <laughs> oh, okay. So, uh you have anything else you want to add?
1: No, I think we covered it. I'm just wallowing in my own dang theory that I said out loud. Yeah, I know. See, <laughs> Why do I? Why do I do this to myself? Right. I haven't even been been
0: able to really
1: concentrate since, since you said it. I've been Sorry. like in the
0: back of my head. It's like. <gasps>
1: deal it <laughs> let's just end this podcast now
0: right so, uh, that that's it we're just gonna go cry in our respective quarters after this yep. um you can visit stargirlpodcast.com for all the latest news about the stargirl show and you can follow us on facebook and twitter of stargirl podcast as well subscribe to stargirl podcast on apple Podcasts, stitcher radio and google play and while you're an apple podcast we would like
1: some more of those five star reviews thank you yes emails and five star reviews would be excellent and don't forget we're part of the dctv podcast network with podcasts for all the dc shows at dctvpodcast.com follow the network on social media at dctvpodcast on facebook twitter and instagram last but not least subscribe to our mega feed on apple Podcasts, stitcher radio and google play DCTV Podcast also has its own tea Public store. So if you're interested in DCTV-related merch, click on the link in the show notes and get some awesome gear. It does help support the network so we can continue to make these podcasts. And if you have questions, thoughts, compliments, etc., uh, <laughs> tell us <laughs> at stargirlpodcast at gmail.com. See you next week. Bye. Bye.